0: Only two months to the opener. What do the Indianapolis Colts need before the opener to get themselves ready? What do we want to see in training camp to be sure that we can look forward to a really, really good Colts season? It looks like they got the potential to win the AFC South. In fact, I'm unabashed in predicting they're going to win the AFC South. What do we need to see in order to really believe that that's going to happen and have some optimism about the Colts? What have we seen from the Indiana Pacers so far in Summer League? Benedict Matherin, he's shown some stuff. Chris Duarte didn't play yesterday, but he showed stuff. Pacers with a split over the weekend. The British Open this week at the old course at St. Andrews. The storyline is Tiger Woods, because this is the last time he is legitimately going to be able to contend in this tournament at St. Andrews. Next time it rolls around, he's going to be at least 51. This is Tiger's shot to do some damage at the old course. The Cubs, they're losing games in uh, by the pailful. Yesterday they led, they led five nothing, they led eight to three. It didn't make any difference. The Dodgers get the win. Uh, just not good for the Cubs. Hey, two All Stars for the Cubs. I guess that's pretty good. And an Indianapolis kid, an Indianapolis favorite, started for the opponent of the Indiana Pacers yesterday in the summer league. This is Breakfast with Kent. We're talking sports, baby. It is Monday, July eleventh, two thousand twenty-two. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is the best plumber you're ever going to employ. If you got a plumbing problem, he's got a plumbing solution. All you have to do to enact that solution is give them a call at 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 242. We always hit the goal. 242 likes this morning. Donate if you enjoy that kind of thing. We appreciate it. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, like I said, two months prior to the regular season opener in Houston against the Texans, a game that the Colts must win. <clears throat> it sounds ridiculous to say two months before an opener, two months before a season's going to start, that you've got a must-win opener. But if you lose to the Houston Texans on the road, the worst team in the NFL by proclamation, you've got a real problem. You're digging yourself out of a hole early. And then that makes that game in Jacksonville even more important if that Houston game winds up being a loss. If you're the Colts, you've got to start 2-0. What do we need to see in camp? And camp is just, what are we, 12 days away from rookies reporting, for goodness sake, and just a little bit more than two weeks away from the first public workout. What do we need to see? We have got to see the addition of a wide receiver. Or the emergence of a wide receiver we have no reason to suspect is going to be a contributor. Julio Jones played for years with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is very, very comfortable with Julio Jones. Julio Jones coming off an injury, played 10 games last year for the Tennessee Titans, but in those 10 games, he was pretty productive being thrown to by Ryan Tannehill. Can you project that Julio Jones can come in, be productive in his 30s, and really do some good with Matt Ryan? At the very least, he's not going to have to like build any kind of rapport or it's not like Matt Ryan is going to have to say, OK, Julio, where do you want the ball? Where do you want me to hit you in the hands? How are you going to round off this route? How are you gonna?" They know all of that stuff. You don't need any learning curve between Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And that's why Julio Jones is kind of a guy that you look at and say, hmm, that seems to be a better answer to the needs of the Colts at the receiver position than T.Y. Hilton, because despite the fact that T.Y. Hilton has played his entire 10-season career here in Indianapolis, he has no rapport at all with Matt Ryan. He knows the city. He knows where to get a good burger, but he doesn't know what Matt Ryan can do as a quarterback and how they might fit together. Julio Jones, he does. Uh, We want to see Darius Leonard looking like a guy who's going to be a game wrecker, in the opener. He doesn't have to start the preseason on time, on target. Don't need that. He didn't last year. Remember, he was riding around in a cart at the beginning of the previous preseason at training camp. Didn't get a lot of run during the preseason. Doesn't need a lot of run. He's going to come off, if he has to come into the opener cold, he's still going to be really good. That's who Darius Leonard is. Four seasons for uh, either Pro Bowls or All-Pro first-team named named first-team All-Pro. That's Darius Leonard. Twelve turnovers forced last year. That's something that the, the Colts need. They need somebody to be a game wrecker on defense, and if not Darius Leonard, frankly, who? Uh, they need Matt Ryan to build chemistry with his O-line and receivers, and that process obviously has already started. It started in minicamp and he wants to know where guys want the ball. He wants to know how guys run their routes. He is really, really accurate. He doesn't throw by, hey, I'm just going to toss it up there and hope my guy comes down with it. He puts it in a very specific location, throw after throw after throw. We'll see how that – and, you know, that's kind of a receiver deal. With the offensive line, what he's got to do is he's got to show them that when he says he's going to drop back five steps – He drops back to this specific location, and he'll be there every time. The offensive line is going to have a predictable quarterback dropping back for the first time in a year. Carson Wentz was not that guy. Never really knew where he was going to be in what was supposed to be the pocket and how long he was going to be able to stay there. Matt Ryan's a guy who's not going to take a lot of chances, might take some sacks, but better to take a sack than throw a ball up to the defense. 50-50 balls, you know what? That's great when your guy comes down with them. But 50-50, what's that tell you? It's a coin flip as to whether the offense or the defense is going to get it. Colts, they need to keep the football. They need to move the football through the pass. We're going to talk about that this afternoon. And why you as a Colts fan should hope that the Colts throw the football a hell of a lot more than they run and throw it more often than they did last year running it with jonathan taylor jonathan taylor for the colts to succeed needs to take a step back from eighteen hundred and eleven yards can't run for eighteen hundred and eleven yards and have your team succeed you can't do it this is a pass happy nfl and it's pass happy for a reason we'll go over that this afternoon you need either alec pierce or Johnny woods looking more like vets than rookies or both that'd be nice too it'd be good To have one of those guys really step up. And if one of them could catch, let's say, 50 balls. If you could get 50 receptions out of either Alec Pierce or Jelani Woods, that'd be terrific. Did you know that the second leading receiver, and it's plural actually, for the Colts last year? The running backs. Both Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines had 40 catches each. That was tied for second on the Colts in it, it, you need a wide receiver you, you need Pittman and then you need somebody and then if you got Hines and then you got a tight end that's okay you can deal with that by the way among the receivers and and we talked about Julio Jones we mentioned briefly that one of the current guys could step up and that could happen i got no problem with it if you have Desmond Patman step into a place as a receiver, where you feel really good about him being number three of Paris Campbell or Alec Pierce or Michael Pittman go down, that's fine. Kiki Coutee, same thing. Mike Strun, same thing. Ashton Dillon, same thing. As long as you've got a fourth guy that you feel like you can trust, okay, they let Zach Paschal go for a reason. He didn't wind up with the Eagles just because, like, the Colts wanted him back but couldn't get him back. That's not what happened. Uh, also need Nick Cross to be ready to go, ready to start opposite Julian Blackman at safety. We love Rodney McLeod. He is a high-quality human being and a really good safety. But if he's a starting safety, you're kind of dealing from a deficit rather than a strength. Nick Cross is a third-rounder, 96 overall pick and in this past draft. When he's on the field, good things are going to happen, or at least you hope. Julian Blackman and Nick Cross, that is a relatively dynamic tandem with McLeod as a guy who could replace Blackman on the, on the top end of that defense. Thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate it. Nice donation. I, you enjoy the channel, I enjoy you. Uh, Matt Pryor's got to be ready to start at left tackle. That's another thing. There are more things. We want to see IU graduate Jason Spriggs make the roster, right? Second-round pick out of Indiana. Went to the Packers. He's played for the Bears last year, played for the Falcons. So he's a guy with whom Matt Ryan is really familiar. Be nice to see Jason Spriggs get into the lineup. Uh, Pacers, over the weekend, they got a split. Yesterday, they lose to the Kings. Matherin with 15, uh, 15 points. Uh, Nembhard with 13 points. Not a bad showing by the Pacers. They really had some nice basketball in stretches. You're playing the Kings. Kings haven't made the playoffs in forever. But you know what? Summer League doesn't show you all that much. Duarte didn't play. But what we really like, and Matherin, he scored 23 in the opener. That was a win against the Hornets. 15, like I said yesterday. Showed a maturity to his game of a comfort in his game. The game isn't too fast for him, and it's not too slow for him either. He didn't hurry his way to those points. He looks like a very, very competent NBA player, averaging 19 points a game. Um, Duarte looked good in the first game, didn't play in the second game. That's okay. What are you trying to do? Trying to develop guys, right, in this deal. Uh, Matherin, I thought, looked good. And you know who else looked good? Sean McDermott from Pendleton Heights High School, from Butler University, looked good yesterday. He had 18 for the Kings. Ferrari, Frankie Ferrari, had 16 points, and that was really the difference in the game. You don't think you're going to get beat by Frankie Ferrari. Frankie Ferrari looks more like Lee Harvey Oswald than he looks like an NBA player. However, 16 points in a uh, a 7-point win loss for the Pacers win for the Kings that was the difference they've got two games left really three games left but two regular season summer league games left I like that Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald are their supporting teammates I don't know where Miles Turner is can't get to Vegas maybe I don't know uh Cubs they led the Dodgers like I said 5 nothing 8 3 they still wind up losing uh, 11-9 to 9 is just terrible. A four-game sweep for the Dodgers over the Cubs. What are you going to do? The Cubs suck. Two all-stars, Contreras and Hap. Doesn't really matter. Uh, You know, the Cubs just let Kyle Schwarber walk out the door, and I know he's only hitting 222, but he's got 28 bombs. Over 50 RBIs. He'd look pretty good for the Cubs right now playing someplace. Cubs are a bad team. Patrick Wisdom yesterday, 4Ks. Awful. You cannot win with Patrick Wisdom at third base. I don't care how many home runs he hits. You can't win with that guy at third base. When you start to play that game, Matherin reminds me of Jimmy Butler. That's not a bad call. That's a little premature, but that's not a bad call. They are both really, really smooth and both play at the pace of the game. That's nice. Smartest commenters on YouTube. That's what we've got here. Um, British Open next week. What I love about the British Open is you got stuff to watch in the morning, right? We just came off Wimbledon, got to watch that stuff in the morning. That was fun. British Open um, with Tiger Woods. And I know they call it the Open Championship, but it's the British Open. You know, we just had the Scottish Open. Shoffley won it yesterday. And in this week, Tiger Woods playing a relatively flat course with accommodating fairways, huge fairways, length at a premium at St. Andrews. Tiger won at St. Andrews. What was that, 22 years ago? That was a long time. Uh, I think he won in 2000, didn't he? At any rate, Tiger, this is probably his last best chance at, at the Open. We'll see what he does. It's going to be fascinating to watch. A lot of little kind of uh, sidebars here with the Open, including Greg Norman being disinvited. It's not that they didn't invite him. They notified him he wasn't going to be invited to kind of this celebration of past champions at the 150th Open Championship. Greg Norman, of course, running the Live Tour. The Live Tour, I think the Live Tour is just a joke. I think it's ridiculous. 20 of the top 100 players playing on the Live Tour instead of the PGA Tour. The Live Tour, where the last place finisher, there is no cut. And the last place finisher gets $540,000, guaranteed. That is absolutely absurd. It's un-American. I don't like the Live Tour. Only greed would drive participation in the Live Tour. And so that's what you got. And this may be the last time we see a lot of these guys play in the Open because points that you need to qualify for the Open are not going to be gained on the Live Tour, not as things stand right now. None of the top 15 players... Playing on the live tour, by the way. Um, but we'll see how uh, how all that transpires beginning Thursday at the Old Course at St. Andrews, birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays. What a gorgeous day. What a wonderful weekend. Backstreet Boys last night. We left early. I got to tell you the truth. I can get enough of the Backstreet Boys. But the lawn pass is such a cool deal because you feel like, hey, let's go. You don't worry about, wow, I spent $40 on these tickets to see this garbage. You just show up, and after four songs, if you're cool, you you leave. If you want to hear more, you hear more. It's fantastic. Best $200 you'll ever spend in your life. Uh, Kim Schwartz Goodwin. Happy birthday, Doug Sen. Happy birthday, Brian Sullivan. Russ Snipes. Dana Dempst-Dolman celebrating a birthday. Are you kidding me? John Bruno Schaefer. Angie Russell Williams. I think I already said Kim Schwartz Goodwin. What a day for birthdays. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. It's about lifting each other, not pulling each other down. We get enough of that. Don't yell at each other. Lift each other. Later today, we talk about why we want Jonathan Taylor to take a step back. 1,811 yards. Didn't get it done last year for the Colts. It won't get it done this year. You got to pull that back, maybe 1,400. That'd be nice. We'll talk about that later today. I can't wait. This is all we do. We're either talking or I'm preparing to talk. Fantastic. And I listen too.